Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here for a first look at the NFL Week 3 main site on DraftKings. But before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos as well as live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. If you're unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload an Apple podcast. Link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, I'll offer that at patreon.com. Also, link down below. NFL package includes all the show and sites as well as the main slate. And I do want to thank today's sponsor, Prize Picks. So, if you guys are not familiar with Prize Picks, two different ways you can play for NFL. The first way is uh, the original, where you just take over, under, and start at fancy points. So, right now, if we're looking at this, uh, phenomenal Thursday night football game between uh, Davis or the Houston Texans and Davis Mills versus the Carolina Panthers and Sam Darnold. Uh, there are 10 players posted. So again, you can either take the over or the under. For example, like McCaffrey's projected for 24 fancy points. Again, you either take the over or the under, depending on how you feel. Or you can go over a single stat. They have passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards, receptions. Sometimes they'll post a few more here as well. So, um, yeah, if you guys want to try it out, you can sign up using the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word. Link down below. You get 100% match up to $100. So, the reason I like prize picks is... Uh, nice change of pace, right? You're not playing against someone, you're just playing against the house. And you can mix and match sports as well. So they have esports, every single sport you think of they have. Um, again, if you guys want to try it out, make sure to use that code to get uh, that 100% match up to $100. All right, uh, let's jump into the video, guys. Before we get into players and their prices for the week three main slate, let's look back my lineup here from the week two main slate. So, um, I actually, for the first time in a long time, made two lineups. So this is uh, both in GPPs. Obviously, I really don't play cash games anymore. Um, so this is my you know more contrarian lineup, which hit uh, pretty nicely in GPPs. So I went with a Arizona stack, a cheap stack, and bring it back with KJ Osborne, someone I was really high on, talked about him a lot in the YouTube uh, live stream before lock on Sunday morning. But um, I just got completely different here. Like, I saw a couple chalky plays and guys like Najee Harris and Noah Font, but... Um, I thought those, those spend down receivers would, would make my lineup unique because obviously there's so many good plays in that 6K range. Someone with Osborne, AJ Green, Cedric Wilson. And then I ended up spending up at running back. Kamara, or Kamara was a lot down, but McCaffrey was really, really good. So uh, that was my you know way more contrarian lineup. And then I built a more chalky lineup, which obviously didn't really hit because the Dallas stack uh, was a huge lot. The game in general is just so annoying to watch. So many touchdowns called back, bad calls. Like, who was it? Um, Herbert, like, backing up and throwing the ball and they called it like a sack it was it was heinous the, the two touchdowns Dallas scored are both rushing touchdowns so that was one where if you did do a Dallas stack obviously it's a little bit of luck you it was popular so like I played a lot of chalk in this one obviously Najee Harris Keenan Allen chalk CD Lamb Noah Font um, but you don't have if you're playing like high stakes tournaments you can still play a lot of chalk and you know get different maybe one or two spots so that's basically what I did right I played a low on Kamara obviously he was let down and I played a low on Pitts, kind of did a double tight end pairing, which not a lot of people like doing. So, you know, that was my uh, thought process through it of I was going to play a, a pretty chalky lineup because I obviously like that stack and get different in a couple ways with, with a guy like Pitts and a guy like Kamara. But yeah, all in all, just a, you know, solid week, break even week for GPPs, pretty decent. And uh, going over the winning lineup, this is in the big Millie Makers. This is um, four, it was $4,444 entry, I believe. This is the winning lineup. So, Herbert uh, with Austin Eckler, uh, Derek Henry, who was super low on it. Like, he's he's going to break the slate one or two times a year. No one played him uh, last week, broke the slate. 
Uh, he used KJ Osborne, Cooper Cup, who was actually in my core, but didn't fit in either my bill just because the way roster construction worked. But yeah, he was someone I was really, really high on this week. Van Jefferson, uh, who only had two fancy points, Jared Cook, Calvin Ridley, and the Browns defense. But yeah, just in general, guys, I recommend you know doing this. You can go to DraftKings and view live contests and check out all like the super high stakes. So like I always like going and and, st- and studying like players lineups. Uh, I really respect. So I always go and look at like Osimo's one guy. I, I look through and, and check out his lineups. Um, you know, I told you guys I always look at Big T as well. Just go go in and and see you know what players you respect are playing. It's always fun to to see what what they're thinking. Justin as well from DFI, I really respect him, but. Um, yeah, that's it for the look back, guys. So hope you guys had a good week, too. And let's see if we can keep it rolling for this week. So looking at some of the Vegas odds, again, we'll talk about the Thursday night. I'll probably the Thursday night video up tomorrow being Tuesday. There are, are still a few games that are projected to be pretty high scoring. So the Arizona-Jacksonville game is, is over 50. That's a 52. Uh, Chargers-Chiefs, this one should be a shootout, 55.5 over under. Seahawks Vikings two bad defenses going up against each other fifty five over under you have Bucks Rams fifty four and a half over under um, a little bit surprised that it was that high but I get it both offenses are really really solid all right so we'll start off with the quarterback and you know last year and now into this year most weeks if not all weeks I'm spending up for quarterback right because it's just like the top four or five quarterbacks have way more upside than anyone else like if you played NFL DFS four or five years ago. You were always looking to spend down a quarterback, right? Now it's kind of different. Now most of the time, not every time, but most of the time I'm looking to spend up. So you guys know my love for Kyler Murray. Don't think we had to spend a ton of time here. The only downside I'll say about Kyler is they're playing the Jags. So this game could be out of hand in the second half. It's possible, but Arizona just loves airing it out, spreading it out. Fantastic matchup, rushing upside. Again, I don't think I said to spend a ton of time in him. Same with Mahomes. Right, great matchup, high over under. It's Patrick Mahomes, and you have Lamar Jackson with the rushing upside. So really, the top three running, top three runners, top three quarterbacks all look really, really good. And again, most of the time, I'm looking to spend up now at quarterback. Russell Wilson always makes for a good tournament play, just because the target share is condensed. We'll talk about it. A Lockett versus DK Metcalf. That's always a coin flip. But spend Lockett the first couple weeks. Does that mean it's going to be Lockett again, or is he going to go to Metcalf? Basically, flip a coin in that one. Uh, let's see. Other quarterbacks. So there are a few quarterbacks I think are solid in the mid-range. Don't mind Brady. He's been phenomenal first couple weeks, 30-plus fantasy points uh, week one and week two. Justin Herbert's a guy I feel pretty solid about. So he's actually gone for over 300 yards in each of the first couple games. He's got unlucky, though, with touchdown variance. Only one touchdown in the first uh, couple games, two touchdowns total. So um, this is a game they're most likely to be playing from behind. He's 6'5", probably going to have to air it out. I think Herbert's a decent play in the mid-range. Also Stafford. Again, the matchup, you know, it's it's worse on the running side of the ball, I guess. So, um, yeah, passing defense for Tampa Bay, that they're really struggling. They're, they're, they're better against the run. But, um, yeah, this uh, Los Angeles Rams team is another pass-first team. So, I think those two make for pretty solid plays kind of in the mid-range. And there's one guy I'll mention, or I guess two guys I'll mention at cheap. So, I did bring up Matt Ryan as a viable GBP play because he has – such a wide range of outcomes, right? He's either going to completely bust for you or he's going to go for like 25 plus fancy points. Went for 22 fancy points. Again, this Atlanta Falcons team has been playing from behind almost every single week. And then you have Daniel Jones, who, you know, actually has been pretty solid. 22, 29 fancy points. Does have some rushing upside. Now, do I expect 95 yards again from Daniel Jones? No, but this is a game where you have two bad defenses going up against each other. Neither offense is like amazing, 
But I think Daniel Jones is fine as a punt play at the QB position. And then one other guy I'll mention here, where is he, is uh, keep an eye on Andy Dalton's status. So Andy Dalton, currently questionable, has a bone bruise. We'll see. If he can't go, then Fields could be a viable value play. Obviously, Justin Fields is a guy that has some rushing upside. So that's just a situational monitor. We'll talk about that more in the uh, final look video. Moving on to running back. So Derrick Henry, again, like I said, going to break the slate one or two times a year. He broke it last week. My issue here is I think the ownership is going to be inflated. Matchup, decent. Um, do I trust this work in the passing game? I don't. Four and six targets first couple weeks. I don't trust that. Um, so the downside here at Derrick Henry is that ownership is going to jump way up, right? And he still has a somewhat low floor because, again, I don't really trust these targets. Um, I'm going to need to see that happen more consistently for me to feel better about that. But then it comes down to Derrick Henry being a little bit more touchdown dependent, um, where he needs one of those games where he has like a massive game on the ground and a, and a few scores like last week. So um, that's the issue with Derrick Henry. Uh, we'll see what ownership comes up in him later in the week. My guess is it's definitely going to jump from that like 5% he was in GPPs. Now, Devin Cook, keep an eye on this because he did get a little bit banged up. He left the game, I feel like a couple times went to the sideline a little bit banged up, but he did finish the game, um, went for 22 carries, 131 yards. He is involved in the passing game, and this is a good matchup. So just monitor this. If Dalvin Cook's full go, I think he makes for a really solid play at that price. Kamara, I played him the first couple weeks. Saints offense, do I trust it? Not necessarily. And this is not the best matchup here against the uh, the Patriots. Now, Austin Eckler, I told you guys that zero target game was an outlier. And sure enough, he comes out and goes nine, nine catches on nine targets, right? We know that's part of Austin Eckler's game. It really raises his floor, his, um, you know, his ability to catch a lot of passes. And this is a game the Chargers are most likely going to be playing behind. You could see a lot of dump offs here to Eckler. I think he's one of the better plays in the mid-range for sure. Let's see, don't mind Najee Harris again. The Steelers in general eh, haven't looked amazing, but he's still just the bell cow, right? He's like never going to leave the field. He's involved in the passing game. Another solid player in the mid-range. Now, Saquon, the snaps would go up on Saquon. So um, he had 13 carries, 57 yards. And not, not a crazy stat line, a couple catches. But the price has come down to a point where I, I'm definitely considering Saquon this week. Um, again, snaps went up uh, by, by a lot last week. So... Um, that, that 6.5 price point looks pretty good for him. Chris Carson got a little bit bailed out because of the uh, two touchdowns, but he's still a guy that's going to be out there majority of the time for the Seahawks. You know, a little bit involved in the passing game, not much, but, you know, decent price point there and a good matchup plus. Um, yeah, good matchup. Sorry, I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, let's see. What else at running back? So keep an eye on Josh Jacobs' status. Uh, he is day-to-day. If Josh Jacobs can't go... Uh, maybe a guy like Kenyon Drake becomes viable. He didn't do much on the ground, but he's more involved in the passing game. Let's see. Uh, Henderson, monitor that situation. If he's out, then um, Sonny Michelle could be a viable value play. Cheaper guys for running back. There's not a ton I love. Again, I told, told you guys to monitor those two pieces of injury news. I just don't really want to deal with a Tampa Bay three-headed monster. So, Oh, Edward Solaire. This is, this is the one guy I want to talk about. So, 4.8K. I know he's not been good the first couple weeks. But this is a great opportunity to buy low, right? He was 6.6K week one. So, I think if you're spending down for running back, Clyde edwards Lair is your guy. Um, he's still playing majority of the snaps. So, it's not like the snaps are just going down on him. I just think he's had a little bit of bad luck. He did obviously have that one fumble. 
Like running the ball, not amazing, but um, I expect him to get a little more involved in the pass game here too. So CEH, 4.8K. I think it's a nice buy low. All right, let's move on to wide receiver. So the guys at the top, Tyreek Hill had a bad uh, week last week. That's because the defense uh, was just trying to shut him down. Obviously, we know the big play upside is there. He's always a good tournament play. Uh, Hopkins had a pedestrian week two, but this is, again, phenomenal matchup. Uh, expect him to get more than four targets. As I said, DK Metcalf versus Tyler Lockett, just flip a coin. Just flip a coin. Uh, Calvin Ridley at 7K, I like this price point a decent amount. Eight targets, 10 targets. Atlanta, like I said, has been playing from behind most weeks. Uh, I think that is too cheap for, for a guy of Calvin Ridley's talent level. And Cooper Cup has been phenomenal. Uh, you know, going to get a ton of targets, as I said. Tampa Bay hasn't been great through the air. They've been a lot more stout uh, on the running game. So Cooper Cup, once again, I really like in the mid-range. Keenan Allen, like this price point doesn't make a ton of sense. He's going to get close to double-digit targets every single week. They're going to be playing from behind. So once again, this range, kind of mid-range wide receiver, looks really, really solid. Both Titans receivers are going to look pretty good. I know A.J. Brown's been a lot down first couple weeks, but um, expect him to have a bounce-back week here soon. Let's see, Sterling Shepard, another guy I like in the mid-range. Uh, he's been the Giants' top target, right? Nine targets, 10 targets, playing out of the slot. Daniel Jones like getting the ball out of his hand quick. Um, I think that's a pretty safe play at that price point. Let's see, scrolling down a little bit more. So now we're getting to some of the cheaper plays at wide receiver. Rondell Moore had a massive week two, seven catches, eight targets, 114 yards. The snaps also went way up. Played almost 60% of the snap. So this is just a guy that has that big play upside. They want to give him the ball. Um, would like the snaps to go up a little bit more, but even so, I think he's still viable for GPPs. The Jags wide receivers, like Marvin Jones Jr., 9, 11 targets. They're going to be playing behind almost every single week. Their defense is awful. Um, Arizona most likely going to put up a ton of points in this game, so the Jags are probably going to have to air it out. And Marvin Jones has been the most consistent receiver, so I think he's another pretty safe play. Now we're getting to cheaper plays. So, like, I rolled the dice and A.J. Green ended up working out. Um, Price did hop up, but he should be out the majority of snaps. Fine value play. Darnell Mooney is another guy that's going to be out there basically the entire game. Seven catches, eight or seven targets, eight targets. I think he makes for a pretty safe play. Emmanuel Sanders had a, you know, letdown week two. But still, eight targets, six targets. Um, they were just playing from a massive lead. But still, Buffalo is going to air the ball out a ton. I think, once again, he's somebody you can look to for value. Uh, McCole Hardman played a majority of snaps, eight targets last week. I think he's a fine value play, uh, does have some big play upside. Braxton Barrios, keep an eye on the status of Jameson Crowder. If Crowder's out again, Barrios does become a viable value play playing out of the slot. Is that a good first couple weeks? And then KJ Osborne again. Told you guys I was really high on him last week. Uh, nine targets, six targets. And it's not like he's just getting lucky and like playing like half the game, is having really good games. He's playing a majority of the game. The Vikings are now running three wide receiver sets almost the entire game, right? They no longer have Rudolph and Irv Smith where they're running two tight ends a lot and just two wide receivers. This is now a three wide receiver team. And KJ Osborne has shown he's a good wide receiver. Seven catches on nine targets, five catches on six targets. This is one of the highest over-unders of the day um, of the week. Once again, I am I'm pretty high on a guy like KJ Osborne. And then where is uh, Cephas for the Lions? So, if you watch that game tonight, again, we'll go over my lineup. I had a really solid uh, showdown, Monday Night Showdown. So, again, we'll go over that in my video tomorrow. But Cephas was their, their go-to wide receiver, right? He played 
Like, I didn't really see him leave the field. He played, I think, almost 100% of the snaps. He's talented, too. You guys see that that uh, he did have a touchdown. He almost had two. That one-handed catch he almost had. So, um, Quintez Cephas, Lions are another awful team. They're playing from behind a ton, but he's cheap. And I think he's, right now, their number one wide receiver. So, a little bit interested in him, too. Uh, and then, finally, tight end. Can't go wrong with Travis Kelsey. Every single week, he's going to be one of the top plays if you have the salary for him. He's going to have close to double-digit targets, a ton of red zone looks. Really, really do like Kelsey at the top. Gronkowski's one guy that I'm not full. Like, I don't think he's going to average two touchdowns every single week. The prices come up. This would be one I would really, like probably sell high on in, in fantasy. I'm not convinced Rob Gronkowski is you know turning back the clock and now the Gronk of old. Uh, Hawkinson, man, Detroit's going to be playing fine almost every single game. He's going to get a ton of targets, look good again tonight. I think that's a solid option. And then i got to bring up Kyle Pitts. So uh, eight targets, six targets. He's playing a ton out of the slot, like a ton. And this is a game where you have two bad defenses going up against each other. Once again, I am very high on a guy with Kyle Pitts. Noah Font, I think, is solid. Again, no Jerry Judy for a while, eight, six targets. I think that's decent. Uh, and then Tyler Higby was kind of a chalk bust last week. Doesn't do much for me, right? Sure, he busted last week. He still played, I think, 100% of the snaps again. So um, this is a game projected to be pretty high scoring. He's going to be out there the entire time. So, um, yeah, I, I think Higby, once again, is a pretty decent value play. As far as punt tight end goes, not a ton I love. I mean, sure, Rudolph, if there's no Evan Ingram. But, like, another, another situation where tight end, like, I feel like back in the day, always looking to punt it. Last couple of years, been looking to, to spend up more at tight end, spend up more at running back. I don't know. Let me know what you guys' thoughts are on that. It just seems my roster construction, a lot more uh, spending up at quarterback and spending up for elite tight ends. But, yeah, that's going to do it for the video today, guys. So if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I would really appreciate it. If you hit that like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos. And you know what I'm going to And keep an eye out for the Thursday night football show on the slate. That video will be up tomorrow. But good luck, guys, and I will see you all in the next video.